0: We would like to advise that the following program may contain adult themes, occasional nudity, and language that may offend some listeners. Thank God it's-
1: Welcome to the Lindley Evans studio here at the ABC and Ultimo for another edition of Thank God It's Friday. I'm Richard Glover, and please welcome our panelists Rebecca De Unamuno, Tommy Dean, and Tahir! <laughs> With the music, it's James Valentine and his band. <laughs> and our audience this week from Burp and Gary, Barrel, Belrose, Woolamaloo, Kurkur, and Parramatta! But first, as always, here is the news from nowhere. Ahead of Father's Day, I hope that anyone who wants to be a father has the chance. Everything is worth it for this moment. Your child is nine years old, clever and engaged, yet they remain sufficiently ignorant to believe their father is perfect. (laughs) My dad is amazing, is the look they flash you. Of course, a year later, they turn 10, by which point they realise they are living with the biggest idiot in the world. (laughs) Now, later, of course, they will return to a positive view of their father, if given time. A lot of time. (laughs) Say, 22 years and a child of their own. Meanwhile, you throw yourself into it. Father is a verb as well as a noun. It's a doing word. Luckily, a child regularly supplies fresh passions to drive that doing. Competitive swimming, archery, ikebana. Really, it could be anything. In the case of our family, it was for one son, French harmonica played within the American blues tradition, and for the other, growing wheat in our suburban backyard using advice from various friendly farmers. At first, you become interested in these things because they're interested, then you become interested because, damn it, this stuff is interesting. By which time they've moved on. But you've still got a new hobby. <laughs> children express the endless possibility of life. After a while, the trajectory of your own life becomes clear, doesn't it? The glorious achievements and the pesky limitations. Your children, though, represent the excitement of doors yet to be opened. Romance. Career twists and turns. Babies. This delivers pleasing interest and intrigue just when you've run short of your own. In their younger years, they are also a perfect excuse for not going out on a Saturday night. Sorry, couldn't find a babysitter. And they're an escape uh, an excuse for escaping a boring party. Sorry, must get home to the babysitter. <laughs> and they supply an excellent reason for going to work. Bored in your job? Boss a bit of a monster? Well, here you go. Take these two kids and feed them for the next 20 years. Oh, thanks. Suddenly my motivation to go to work doesn't seem so hard to locate. And maybe most importantly, children teach you the joys of taking pleasure in tiny things. What's so good, for example, about a stick? Yet here's the five-year-old boy walking through the bush, sticks in his pockets, sticks in his hands... Sticks lodged jauntily in his belt like a pirate's cutlass. And soon he has so many sticks you end up carrying several on his behalf.
2: <laughs>
1: Just don't drop one because he'll know and you'll have to go back stepping over hundreds of other sticks <laughs> to find that particular stick. Why? Because it was the best stick, he says. And remarkably, you see his point. On Sunday, Father's Day, we'll celebrate all this stuff. But each year, when the day comes around, I have the same thought. The gifts have already been delivered. And that's the news from nowhere. We have Rebecca, we have Tommy, we have Tahir. Welcome. Thank you.
3: Very touching, Richard. Very touching. That Thank was, you, Tahir. Um, You've got children, you know. Yeah, well it's true. Like, when they're young, like, you're actually a hero. It's amazing. But then when they... Hit the teenage years. Oh, no, um, no, when they hit 10. Well, yes, or, or, or later. But that's, that's the best time uh, to get a dog. Mm. <laughs> because at least someone is excited when you come home. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. when we, did, we got a dog right then. And, uh, yeah, right, very right wise. Then, I'm going to keep that up. <laughs> Enorm-
1: enormously wise. Um, let's check you up with this week's news. Who is gambling on getting their message across?
4: Oh, this is a this is a sad day for some pubs and clubs, isn't mm. it? They can no longer, as of today, advertise the fact that they have gambling on their premises,
1: and so uh, no more VIP, no
4: more v- no more flashing lights, no more um, you know spinning coins or whatever it else it is that they have. What do they have? I dragons. don't even know. Do well, they, they have they have, have v- dragons. They have
1: VIP lounge on the unlikely. A supposition that only VIPs go and gamble their profits or their whole wealth away. Yeah, they're
4: very important punters, isn't that what the <laughs> VIP stands for? Um, but yeah, and so that, and, and now this means that um, there's, there's, they think there's going to be some underground signalling going on. Of, yeah. pillock, pillock I think it's very idiotic, pilla actually.
3: I mean, I remember my son asked about VIP lounge. What does that mean, Dad? And I, did, I thought, oh yeah, I, I, I made up something, and it reminded me when. Uh, when he was young, five or six, we were in Melbourne City Centre walking around and we saw the uh, Men's Gallery. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he asked, he goes, what's, what's, what's this, Dad? Men's Gallery, what's that? Quickly, I had to think on a spot naturally and I said, oh, it just, it's just a place where men gather and look at art. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a perfection in a way.
3: <laughs> Sometimes the art's moving and you got to throw money at it. But uh, I, didn't, I didn't explain that much. I didn't explain that much. I just said, but I remember I had to think quickly. I said, like, you know, I mean, a VIP lounge, but they make it look so, uh, so you know, yeah, so exotic. And I, don't know, it's, so I think they're going to go down the cigarette path. Remember yeah. cigarettes? Yeah. No packaging. And they used to have packaging and they used to be like, oh, I don't know, missing teeth. Uh, <laughs> oh, what are you smoking? I'm smoking the gangrene leg. Yeah. Um, LAUGHTER Because I always
1: shows the packet that said uh, it can be dangerous during pregnancy. (laughs)
3: Because I I think gambling would probably go the same way. They don't have to come up with you can't show VIP lounge anymore. Mm -hmm. So there'd be images of um, maybe we should have like image of a hundred dollar note half on fire, just burning, (laughs) burn your money, or a child that's just homeless or um now this is getting deep i know but marketing agencies would spend heaps for this what i'm saying <laughs> um they can you can Don't show up unpaid child a- Oh, well, that must be the ga- local gambling. That's right. <laughs> well, that's what can happen if you gamble, homeless, child, or a, a bill unpaid. You know, like you got to, <laughs> subconscious ways of like. You know, well, they
1: are trying to work their way around it. There, there've been a few stories about a couple of pubs have removed the VIP lounge and replaced it with something like a, a you know, a spinning coin. Mm. So they're not actually saying there's gambling, but yeah. it kind of indicates there it, is. It
4: reminds me of of the yeah. raves when raves took off, like in the nineties, and you know, they were secret, and you didn't know where they were until two or three hours before yeah, yeah, yeah. they began began and you'd have to take like a, an egg and a coin <laughs> and go to this news agents and say, Barunka, and they'd go, ah, it's yeah. in Smithfield. <laughs> and give you the address. It's all very Or like yeah, a speakeasy, yeah. you know, like knocking on the thing and then you know, sliding the thing, <laughs> like, but what's the, your name?
3: Yeah, that, <laughs> and those raves, Rebecca, like, it was like you just turn up to some random spot and go, wait, there's no one else here. <laughs> open up a secret door and there's like thousands of I people know. inside. <laughs> It's kind I don't know, of it be-
5: feels to me like a classic government misstep where it was the signs that were causing the problem. Like that's the part I don't get. Like you know, you could, It feels like you could get around the letter of the law, literally the letter of the law, by just turning the sign around. I don't know what a PIV lounge is. <laughs> What's that? You can't just take down signs with dragons or I won't know where to get dumplings. <laughs> the dragon represents, I, I couldn't even get into my bank. Yeah, they also has to ban
1: Game of Thrones Because it's got dragons yeah, right? That's
5: what I mean I just don't think that's the problem You can't be like, you know the problem with gambling is mm. The door <laughs> Yeah you know what we should do We should have a door You know how quite often you push the door to go in That's too easy to get into a gambling room We're going to make them pull it
3: <laughs> Yeah I think we change. just solve the
5: problem Now nobody can get in Or at least the ones that get in really have to want to They <laughs> have to have time to think about it You're not doing anything about the actual problem inside the door. Yeah. It's the sign. I think are not I think like, you're onto
1: something. I think that's their idea. They're
5: always in the same place. you don't even need signs. They're always in the same kinds of places. Yeah. I've never mm-hmm. gone with my wife and said, you know what he went for dinner, honey? You know what I love? Some sushi. Oh, let's go into the sushi bar. And we're sitting there at the sushi train and ooh, she gets a nice piece of sushi and oh no, there's a pokey machine. Money, money, money in it. Money in it, money in it. <laughs> pokey machines never just come around on the sushi train. <laughs> Hang on, have you been to Vegas?
2: <laughs>
5: uh, different rules. They're
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> they are the airport. They're everywhere.
1: Who uh, who flew into a storm this week over a plan that some said was plainly good?
3: Uh, this is the story of uh, the government, which has been criticised, it's been too, too close to Qantas, and uh, they're going through um, an amazing PR campaign, aren't they? Uh, currently, uh, so bringing more <laughs> flights and look, it, it's all it's all very uh, it's been very bad for Qantas. But let me say this: look, this was quoted. Uh, we're doing this because we've listened to the people. This is uh, Alan Joyce saying this. We're doing this because we listen to the people. We know the credit system was not as smooth as it should have been. <laughs> what credit system? <laughs> there was none. You couldn't get your money back. It was, a, uh, it, it was a, No, he's
5: very clear about that. It was a credit system. <laughs> it was, was a, about the credit yeah, that they now had. People lost faith. But it's like Telstra. When, we're supposed you know, to
1: give them credit for keeping yeah, all our exactly. money. Exactly.
3: Yeah and, and then also the credit expired in December, right it's supposed to expire in December, and now, because of this A triple C case, all of a sudden, there's no expiry date, then the very next day, it's amazing. Mm. And, uh, but how can there be an expiry date on our credit? That was our money. Yeah. There should be no... I, I'm not feeling... I'm not very passionate about this. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've only got about $3,000 worth of credit myself, which I cannot get back. And it's like Telstra. Remember Telstra? They said, oh, Telstra now advertising... It uh, really got me angry. Advertising, we're now it's blocking 13 million spam calls a month. That's because the government made a regulation. And now they're promoting it. And I think Qantas is going the same way. Um, but, look, in their defence, their Qantas lounge is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Try but to get an upgrade. Uh, those, caramel, those caramel slices are for free. <laughs> you can shower. Those ham and cheese toasties. And cheese toasties. Oh, but they're the going to have
5: to take down their VIP sign. And now you won't know where to find you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> where, where is love? But I, you, did get, I did get um, an email the other day saying that Qantas is offering me, I had the choice of um, you know, two options. It was either status credits yep. or frequent flyer points. And I went, oh, because status credits is the hardest thing to get because some flights are eligible, others yeah, yeah. aren't. And we do a lot of regional flying and so yep. they're never eligible. I thought I'll take the status credits. Oh, how much? How many status credits? I'm so excited. 30
3: <laughs> now, 30. if they'd
4: said to me, "Well, can you forgive us if we make you gold
3: class for yeah, a gold yeah. level
4: for the rest, and you and access to the lounge and get the free caramel slices," <laughs> then I would have done it. But thirty status credits isn't going to help me much in the scheme of things. But they, what was it? They they sold eight thousand flights that had already been cancelled. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. incredible.
3: That's brilliant. Marketing, really? I'd love to to do a show and then cancel it and just keep selling tickets. Mm. What do I think of this?
5: Alan Joyce is a genius. He's been a genius for years. He was hired because he was a genius. He's just presided over nothing but genius. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Imagine the last five years of his genius where he didn't even have to worry about actually flying airplanes anywhere. <laughs> he got people to buy flights that weren't going. Mm. He got people to buy flights that were then canceled and he got to keep the money. And then because nobody got to fly anywhere with the money they paid for the tickets, he got the government to give him like 3 billion dollars as well and they didn't even get Three a ticket. 3 billion
1: is not right, Tommy. It was only 2.7 billion.
5: 2.7 billion dollars. I That's stand corrected and what an embarrassment I am to the board. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know what I read in the paper? You know why they canceled all the flights but didn't tell anybody? So that they then got to keep the slots so that no other airline could replace them and get the business and actually fly people places. Yeah,
5: they're having a big problem. I don't know if it happens here, but in the American airline industry, they do another thing. And uh, it's called like um, uh, basically they, they will sell flights instead of direct. You have to route through another city. So you have to land in Denver, and then you carry on to Phoenix. But those flights are cheaper than just going straight to Denver. Mm. So people are buying the tickets and getting off in Denver and not carrying on to the second city. Okay, thank you for mentioning American Airlines, Tommy, because it makes
1: us realize that Qantas isn't so bad.
5: No, no, I'm, no, 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 no. And now that's what I'm saying is that the American Airlines are now trying to sue people for not finishing the flight. <laughs> oh. Because it's costing what? them money to keep flying with a bunch of people that got off in Denver. And now an empty plane is going further with no one in it because everyone got off because it was cheaper. (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying all airlines everywhere are stupid.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Not not, not these ones because they said, what about Qatar or different airlines coming in? And Qantas said, no, 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 we can't have those. Why not? It'll distort the market. Well, of course it will. There'll be competition, right? Have you you seen their, uh, what's their logo? logo Qatar wants to bring in uh, 21 flights. 21 Uh, flights. Every week. Qantas' new slogan is, you're the reason we fly. Well, of course. Qantas, have you tried flying without us? (laughs) Yeah, you have. (laughs) Cancel flights. Anyway. (laughs)
5: Who's the the MP that's in trouble for the $3 million worth of flight tabs with the ADA? Oh, this is the uh, defence minister, Richard Miles. And then then right there. He's just like, I... why didn't he just go on Qantas? Would have saved us all this. Just, he spent $3 million with Qantas. They could give us back the credit money. We'd be fine. Yeah. It wasn't all him. It was No, it officials. was all him. I'm on the air of the government radio station saying Fact. it was all him. Now he, Come at me, lawyers. He's <laughs> the defense minister. He's got an army behind him. Oh, yeah. You know who I know? I know some people, too.
3: Yeah, <laughs> uh, who you, is it? Ac- me. Uh, s- and I've got cousins. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> who is accused of telling a whopper this week
5: mm. about a whopper? Tommy, this is you, Tommy. Well, I uh, was starting with the MP.
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> what? Uh, this is uh, Burger King. Burger King in America, which you would know as Hungry Jack, but there is a slight difference. It's ever so slight. Uh, it's a corporate-level difference, but it's different. Mm. So I'm not in any way slighting Hungry Jack's. I'm sure that their pictures are exactly the pictures of the product that they are delivering. Uh, are you, you, you imagine that Hungry Jack's has some sort of chairman's lounge which, with, for, for which you might
1: uh, succeed in, in attaining membership?
5: Well, here's the fun thing. I know him. <laughs> I've done gigs for him.
1: Hungry? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Jack. <laughs> the king.
5: And he, he, is, uh, he is a sponsor of the Sydney Swans. I'm well aware the of the corporate lackey that I am. <laughs> I'll take down the defense ministers of the countries. But not <laughs> Hungry Jack. But not Hungry Jack. <laughs> I will not hear a word spoken against their excellent flame-grilled burgers.
1: <laughs> and, and to be fair, this is a legal action in America.
2: Right? In America. And <laughs> well,
5: the problem is is that people are mad that the pictures don't look right. They're looking at the pictures, and the pictures look like they might be good. <laughs> the pictures are suggesting a quality product, but then when they open their sloppily wrapped paper product, it's all wilted and melty, and it doesn't look anything like the picture. And it's probably a little bit smaller than you might have thought. And so they're well, hugely sad. smaller, right? Hugely smaller. smaller. Whether it's
1: McDonald's or whatever, the pictures on the, uh, the these huge sort of juicy huge. Yeah. Skyscraper of things, and then when you get it, it's no, this minuscule. Th- this is not the first
3: time this happened. Like, you know, they've said, look, the lawsuit alleges burgers was at least 15% larger than they were in real life in the pictures. Uh, and, and in some cases, not as plump, and it, not, not as much filling, and not as meaty as, as expected. But this is this happened everywhere, right? Like you, you don't walk past a mannequin, and how you know, many times you walk past a shopping thing and try a piece of clothing on? It never looks good as uh, on the mannequin or, or on, mm-hmm. on you as, as real life. But um, if this case succeeds, let me give you a warning: every man is doomed. Every one of us, as the females worldwide, take all men to court for overestimating their manhood. <laughs> well, Your Honour, he claimed his manhood was the one to rule them all. At least 50% smaller <laughs> than what I was expecting. Not as plump or as meaty as
2: <laughs> <laughs> What? I'm, quite, I'm giving you an
5: example. They were cherry tomatoes, <laughs> there was no lettuce. There,
4: there's a reason why the places are called Burger King and Hungry Jack's, just saying. If it was Burger Queen... <laughs> The burgers would do all the work. They cook themselves, <laughs> lock up afterwards, take your money, and digest for you.
3: But, but Rebecca, doesn't whopper mean a what does it mean? It means a lie. Oh, uh, I know a, what a, it means, but I've yet or... to yeah. see
4: it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> there's my first case. <laughs> I thought they're not lying. I thought a whopper was to say a lie over exaggeration. Well, a whopper, whopper means just means, means huge. Things.
1: It means a large thing, and it means a lie. Yeah. Which is, I don't know, things... know what the derivation of that
5: is. Yeah. <laughs> This, this I don't different. know what that word means. Although, if you still want more American trivia, there's a candy that is just like the Malteser, but we call them Whoppers. Whoppers are the Maltesers of America. I mean, Shahi is right, though, Rebecca. It's, it's a yes, r- very weird principle, isn't
1: it? If you start saying every picture must be like what it is in reality. I mean, yes. for a start, Tinder can't exist. Can't well, exist.
4: Exactly. Exactly, and that's why that's why Google reverse image search is a woman's best friend. She <laughs> just put that photo in and you go, Oh, I'm not talking to Cliff from Bankstown. I'm talking <laughs> to a Swedish snowboard rider who won gold at the, Olympics at the Winter Olympics. Um, that's weird. <laughs>
3: Rebecca, let me tell you something. Uh, no person in Bankstown is named Cliff.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's
4: Friday with Richard Glover.
1: We have Rebecca Dayunamuno, Tommy Dean, Tahir and our wonderful audience. Thank you for coming. We also have James Valentine and his band. James Valentine, Darren Heinrich, uh, Sam Rawlings and Nick uh, Sussier. They're playing at the Django Lounge at Camelot. Tomorrow night, James Valentine's Upbeat. Welcome. Thank you. Very kind of you, Mr Glover. I've come to to see you play many
0: times, but Mm. when I actually did the arithmetic on this, I realised it was some years ago. Yes, yes. This has been a pattern through my life, I've noticed. I play for a decade and then I just stop. And I don't play for five years, and then I, then I come back. I think Nick was in the, the last version, which we figured out was about eight years ago. Uh, so I just stopped playing. I, I sort of I don't know, I kind of lose interest, or <laughs> uh, I, the practice comes a bit onerous, and then after a, after a time, I always it makes it feel to me like the saxophone sneaks out of the case it just sort of like something oh there you go oh i quite like doing this yeah. it's quite cool so you know? the saxophone calls to you doesn't it it's something like that it's sort of like or for some someone will ask me to do something and i'll often just get it out and go ah oh, yeah i like this yeah. oh, i like doing this idiot and do you
1: feel <laughs> do you feel complete when you got it in your hands
0: ah uh, it it well yeah i feel better if i'm playing music usually um and it it takes about six months to a year for it to sort of come back um, to sort of, you know, quite good. So, you know, I, I've, I've been playing for what a fortnight now, fellas. You know, something like that. It's really getting quite good. So what's
1: your, when you've not done it for a while and you're rusty, what, yeah. how, what's the process?
0: Well, you've got no strengths. You've got all the muscle memory. It's all still there. And I can convince people if I, if I only have to play for 30 seconds, people go, he's great. He's fantastic. Minute and a half. Uh, yeah, but how, how long? How many times do we have to hear that thirty seconds from Barbados? Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. I can't, I can't keep doing it. So the less I play, the better I
1: sound. <laughs> so you're back. He's back on the tools, ladies and yeah, gentlemen. He's uh, back on the tools. So what sort of? How do you choose? Because I, I noticed when I read about the the Camelot Lounge, it said soul and jazz and all sorts. Mm, how do you mm. choose what sort of music you play? Well,
0: that was a, that was an interesting one. Where it, it, it's it's that's what sort of got me to it. I kind of went, oh, I know what sort of band I, I really want to have. This is, a, this is a 50s, 60s soul jazz band. It's based around the Hammond organ. Not that's entirely Hammond, but that's what it is. Um, but it's based around having an organist. And so Darren does all of the heavy lifting. The rest of us just go, thanks, we'll just glide along around you if that's all right. So. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, can I ask yeah. quickly, yes, James? Yes, certainly. We,
5: we very clearly said it was James Valentine and the band. Yeah. Um, is there no time in your rehearsals to think of a name for the band?
0: No, no. It's just too busy. Tommy, this is an intense performance. You know, like we
5: can't be bothered with such trivialities as the branding. band. I just don't think like the band is being celebrated enough. You just pointed out it's centered around yeah, yeah, the band. Yeah. Well, the band is called James Valentine's Upbeat. Upbeat. But I, I,
0: think exactly. for, uh, I think for I you think know, Richard Felder was better just to go with the band. That was his decision, man. I didn't do that. Oh, exactly. <laughs> well, then let's hear. Please welcome
1: Upbeat. James Valentine's Upbeat. Uh, yeah. James Valentine's up, big Jane Valentine, Darren Heinrich, Sam Rawlings and Nick Sasir. They're playing at the Django at Camelot Lounge tomorrow night. You're not rusty, man. Oh,
0: yeah, a little bit of oil. The audience, yeah. <laughs> I've got onto it.
1: it. <laughs> now, the New Zealanders are bringing in laws which will allow 16-year-olds to vote and stand for office, which clearly doesn't go far enough. What age groups would you like to see voting and what would be the government policies that would result? Tahir.
3: Let the uh, four to six-year-olds vote. Mm. (laughs) That asks the tough questions, I feel. Um, They wouldn't muck around. They wouldn't stand for any nonsense. And as soon as politicians speak like politicians, uh, they say, oh, this is boring. (laughs) (laughs) Will you just shut up? (laughs) Um, How can we improve the country? More fairy bread all year round. (laughs) But... Uh, A 16-year-old standing for office—I I don't know, a teenager. I've already said something about teenagers, but it will be entertaining. I can guarantee there will be no press conferences uh, at 9am because they'll still be asleep. (laughs) But on the flip side, you can reach them at midnight. (laughs) There's a whole press conference of Maccas. um, The policies from a 16-year-old kid is easy. Nothing happens before midday. Uh, all c- press conferences would contain no enthusiasm, short answers. Yeah, nah, don't know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no child has to make their bed ever again. Uh, no more chores. <laughs> Compulsory gaming at schools from two p- two pm to three pm. That, that'd be a rule. The game is a at home till you hear the uh, garbage truck. Um, that's when you should stop. Uh, you'd love the gaming. Mm, that, that rule. Yeah, thing. That's a good idea. Um, all parents to be locked up indefinitely. <laughs> I don't know, a 16-year-old kid, I mean, it's sounds stupid to me. <laughs> tell, tell me who should be given the vote? What, age uh, group? It's and what hard. impact I,
5: would it have? Well, I mean, you just, you know, class it out. I don't even like age groups. I think specifically each one should represent their year. Well, have a separate seat. Yeah. The one-year-old seat, the two-year-old yeah, seat. Yeah, I mean, for each one, you know, representing Wentworth at age 16 is uh, the right honourable, Jakey.
3: <laughs> it could be any age. Be any age, okay.
5: But I'm just saying. I mean, each one, each one represents not to have an age group. I think I just open it up. My point is, make it ageless. As soon as you have policy that can be costed in a way that the country understands, candy for everyone. We're taking the money from dad. Boom. <laughs> Passed. Three-year-old knows what he's talking about. You know, we got it.
3: No adults would ever get back in.
5: No, I, I think there'd still be some. You have, like, like grandparents are still quite beloved.
1: <laughs>
5: so they'd be like, oh, we've got to keep that guy around. That'd be nice. Vote
1: um, like one Nana. <laughs> yeah.
5: I have no problem with that. But I mean, in a seriousness mode, 16 on. I think 16's weird as like, voting, yes. Sitting just seems odd yeah. because they're probably mm. still in school. Yeah, It seems weird. He's missed 18 sitting days in Parliament. Because he had HSC. <laughs> that seems difficult. But Outside of that, I think they know. I think they know. There's no reason they shouldn't be involved in the process. Uh, they can't be any more foolish than everybody else. But what's the
1: minimum age? How, how low are you going to go?
5: Oh, my minimum. My minimum reality, uh, 12. Mm-hmm. No, wait, 10. <laughs> wait, no. Once you draw a line, somebody's mad. Three. You sound like, you sound like a politician yeah. for real now, <laughs> Rebecca. Do you think uh, Do you think sixteen year olds should
1: vote? And and what's the lower age limit? What, uh, what what impact would it have?
4: I think that there are many sixteen year olds in this day and age that are far more informed about politics and about the voting process and about what's going on in the world than most adults. Are. And so I think sixteen. If you give it, to, like maybe you know, give it to them and just as a, te- a test, you know. And if they stuff it up, tell them no. Um, but like I Don't. think it's, I think that, but they're so informed. Like mm. young people are going to save this planet um, because we're not put it that way. I have faith <laughs> in the youth, um, and I think that they're, you know, a lot of them I think deserve to. Uh, but I am with Tahir. I think toddlers definitely, <laughs> um, because let's face it, they've got the maturity level of a lot of the politicians we already have. (laughs) You know, and I can see the policies like things like um, no nap, no pay. (laughs) Because, <laughs> um, you know, at school they've got no hat, no play. Well, yeah. if you don't have a nap, you can't sit in Parliament because Barnaby Joyce should pay attention to that. He's always napping in Parliament. I'm liking this. Yeah, yeah. And mm. I, I think, um, if, if in, and, you know, when there's a, uh, an election on and I, I want to see a debate and I want, you know, one of the, the little kids to go, shut up. And the other one goes, I don't shut up, I grow up. And when I look at you, I throw up. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then for the other one, go. You're an idiot, and you go. I know I am, but I know you are. But what am I? You know, like I just <laughs> want to see that because it's like that's far more entertaining. You're, and the, yeah, you're saying that is it much different from
3: Parliament now?
4: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> why not yeah, open yeah. the doors? Open the doors. <laughs> and they could, yeah. I think wouldn't it be great if it, in, <laughs> in question time at one point they just ring a bell and everyone has to lie down? Oh, no. <laughs> I, just, I just think that I would be it. quite lovely. Yeah, yeah. You know, some take their dummy, you know, and just like have a little nap. Don't Talk
5: about the prime minister like that. Am <laughs> so I moved to actually capture Taylor Swift and make her stay here and perform for two years solid? That would be excellent work. Don't well mention god. Taylor
3: Swift, please. Uh,
5: Close the borders. Close the borders. She can't leave until she's done three hundred and sixty-five shows. Satiated having trouble her getting
3: here. Yeah. Anybody else wasted one day of their lives for Taylor Swift tickets? Oh my god.
1: On uh, on behalf of <laughs> your children or yeah, on behalf? of No, yourself? me. No, of oh. course
3: my children. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Just the whole laptops going. It was crazy. Just, yeah. yeah.
1: Does the dog want to go as well?
3: Uh, no, he's gonna stay home with me. For sure. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, what a waste. Anyway, it doesn't matter.
5: Doesn't matter. That's what my point is. If we had youth parliamentarians, boom, problem solved. Hmm. She would have just been three Conscious, shows a day. That's it. Eight days a week. It yeah. <laughs> would great. Rest of her life <laughs> in Australia.
1: Yeah. She'd have loved it too.
5: <laughs> Defence Minister just flying,
1: yeah, flying no. right overhead, <laughs> trying to stop fly over every day. That
5: guy flies somewhere every day.
1: Are we ready for the Wheel of Death, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when our lovely audience came in, they threw these random topics on the Wheel of Death. And if you want to throw some random topics and join our audience here, it's easy to do. Just ABC TGIF into your search engine. You'll find the TGIF page and use the link to book yourself in. To thank God, it's Friday, completely free here at the ABC in Ultimo. Now, today's topics are gridiron, cricket, Lego, Pokemon, cupcake, toes, paper, eulogy, satisfaction, evolution, M&M, and bolognese and kangaroos. Which ones feel you're full of fear? Tommy Dean. No, oh, me. What? 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 Did I misread one?
3: Bobo. No, I'm doing it this, this time. No, I thought Rebecca was doing it. Oh,
1: Rebecca's it. doing it. Bobo, <laughs> Bobo. Rebecca is doing it. I am. Yes, Rebecca. According to the... Rebecca! Paper.
2: Okay.
4: okay, I'll I start mean, again.
1: To be Rebecca! Fair, huh? We're yes. all doing it. We're Which one? Uh, Pokemon,
4: because I know nothing about it, well, uh, but I will make it into something different.
1: All right, spin the wheel. Here it goes. Round okay. and round and round it goes. Where it stops. No one knows today's topic. For Rebecca is evolution.
5: Ooh. Of Who's, Pokemon. Who, <laughs> su-
1: <laughs> who suggested
5: evolution? Thank you. That's great. Evolution. Oh, good
2: one. Ooh, I okay. think that's nice.
3: Get out.
5: Rebecca may not agree. (laughs) I hope that this doesn't offend 48% of America. Carry on.
1: (laughs) Hard Hard to talk about a topic that doesn't exist, Rebecca.
4: Okay. You wanted a tale? Well, here's a solution. I'm going to tell you about my personal evolution. You see, when I was younger, I was a little bit shy. People would say to me, hey, hi, and I would cower and hide in the corner. But I knew something was stirring, something mourner. <laughs> <laughs> and the shyness was fine when I was but a kid. I ran for office like mm. the other toddlers did. <laughs> And that gave me confidence, made me feel less weak. And then I discovered my voice. I could speak. And so, with this private evolution on track, there was no way I was ever going back. My parents would say to me, oh, my head, Rebecca, either shut up or go to bed. (laughs) So I'd go to bed and I'd lie there (laughs) and smile. And I'd sing to myself, for a little while, and my parents would say to me, I thought we said to be quiet. And I'd say, I don't have to, I went to bed. (laughs) I was a bit of a shit diet. (laughs) Anyway, as this evolution began to develop, I kept putting words into poems I couldn't rhyme with. (laughs) But that didn't deter me. (laughs) Oh, no. Sometimes sonnets I would improvise to a crowd. Sometimes voiceovers I would announce out loud. You see, from shyness, from a little bit quiet... Oh, here I go again. Let me tell you about the diet. All right. He <laughs> came back. He came back. What am I doing? Uh, Wednesday Dave Warner going to come back? <laughs> Warner. Oh, I forgot about him. Cricket. Anyway... Uh, The thing that you need when you're young, just to think, is that at any moment you could be on the brink of discovering something that makes you feel whole, that makes you feel wanted, gives you a soul. Be it music, be it poetry, be it crocheting a hat. I say to you, hey, I salute that. Think about it. Don't suffer from de-evolution no no use your voice for that's the solution so everyone here that goes oh she's going on and just think about my good friend Charles Darwin <laughs> 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 and if you say she goes on and on hark then you must be a fan of the other guy Lamarck <laughs> some new <laughs> google it uh, Anyway, here I've I finished my tale. I'm I'm sorry, I went on. I I, I think I may have failed. But think about it. I'm looking at the young one up the back. Do whatever you want, put yourself on that track. And if people say you can't, just punch them in the face. (laughs) Because you, my friend, are running your own race. Does
1: she die? Does she
3: die? No, she lives.
4: I worked up a sweat. I worked up a sweat. I wanted to say so many rude words, Richard. No, it was
1: it was brilliant. But but who was what was Morna?
4: Yeah, Mona. That's the cousin of Dave Warner. <laughs> <laughs> and Lorna. Uh, yeah, and Lamarck. Remember, is Lamarck, it remember yeah.
1: Lamarck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lamarck is the inheritance of acquired characteristics. That's right. So
4: the giraffe, uh, their necks became long in order to stretch to reach the the leaves of the tree. Mm. So yes. Yeah.
1: And surprisingly, even though he was derided for uh, you know more than a couple of centuries. People are now, epigenetics, really—the modern science of epigenetics. It's kind of Lamarckian. I,
4: I think so because I was talking about this with my friend the other day, and I said, if that is the case, um, the next few generations are going to have massive thumbs, <laughs> <laughs> just from all the texting and being on yeah. their phones. Like they're just going to just going to develop huge <laughs> thumbs. Oh, I can't wait.
5: Yeah, well, but, then, then, to yeah but it works against itself because then that would like defeat it because now they just can't text anymore because they're just hitting all the letters at once. <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's, you know nature is kind of stupid sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've seen I the offer giraffe, the yeah. bumblebee as my first argument. <laughs> What's wrong with the bumblebee? Too huge, too stupid, has nowhere to go, and doesn't know how to get there. But
4: it has its own song.
5: <laughs> it
3: does. someone going to sing it?
4: Fly to the bumblebee. Oh, I'm going home. People
1: have been. Affixing padlocks to a fence on the Sydney Harbour Bridge in recent weeks. Have you seen this story? Uh, Inscribed with words of affection. But these so-called love locks haven't gone down well with authorities who have been busy removing them. How should couples express their love for each other now that love locks have been
5: banned? Tommy Dean. I think that, first off, you've made a terrible mistake. You should have known that that was what was going to happen. So what that should be is a ceremony. If you are just in a relationship that you just can't figure out how to get out of it put all of your energy into the lock, put the lock onto the harbor bridge, and then they cut it off. Hmm. Symbolically, done.
2: <laughs>
5: That's what they want. You say, well, I don't, I don't, I've never understood. It doesn't bode well for romance if you feel that you have to represent that you've been locked up against a fence with against a person will. you supposedly love. This, I, <laughs> we're going to be together forever. So I'll just lock that. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere.
3: I'll keep on unlocked. I've no freedom. That's right. It should be like
5: a like unlocked, unlocked, no padlocks. I think if you want to celebrate it, you should you know that whole. I still celebrate the uh, you know let it go, let it be free. Okay, if if it comes back,
1: if you you love something, let it go.
5: Yeah, so that's what I do. I send my wife out every day, (laughs) (laughs) chase her out of the house. Get out, get out. And then if she comes back, I know. (laughs) Uh, Is an important part of the process that she's got paid employment. That, that, that's helpful. But the secret is to surprise her with what time you start screaming. <laughs> it keeps it fresh.
3: I, I, I agree, Tommy. Like, you should... I'd be... I'd, I'd put an unlocked padlock, right? there, just saying to my partner, if the better offer comes, yeah. I could just leave, right? And I've seen these things, and, and I'm concerned about these locks on the highway because if, if this trend continues, authorities don't bring them down. Those locks are pretty heavy, right? Eventually the bridge will collapse. Yeah. Like I'm not, a, I'm not an engineer. I'm saying this, this kind of – and they write their names on it and what, I, what, what we should do and what I would do if I was one of the authorities, which I'm not, uh, but I often do this on Manly when I go for walks and I see the padlocks and I take a texter with me and uh, I just write my name <laughs> between the other two names. <laughs> and then they turn up because they often come back to look at their locks. And they go, oh, who's this third person tar here? A fight ensures and then uh, they the padlocks taken off themselves. They take a, They take the padlocks off themselves. they'll it aren't involved. Saving money everywhere. So just grab a text. Just write your name. Hey, glad to see you. Like just, so this is going on at Manly too, is it? Everywhere, wherever yeah. there's coastal walks and things, yeah. it, padlocks everywhere. It's, but what it's, if the it's,
1: Harbour Bridge collapsed under the weight and that divided a couple? One, one of them, in, <laughs> one of them in Taramara, uh, another in Bankstown, and, and never can they meet. Take a text, Richard. That's what I'm saying. Rebecca, how can you express love if, oh, if these love letters? I don't overlap?
4: know. Tell someone you love them. Is that is that unusual? That to me seems like a really good way of telling someone you love them. Tell them. Just tell, tell them. Just tell them. Look at them. Them in the face. Never thought. Or of that. if all else fails, it's a tried and true thing that's been around forever and you just write their name on a toilet door wall. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's not gone out of style anytime, <laughs> <laughs> has it? I know. that And feel who's free to include a you. mobile phone number <laughs> That's
1: over
3: <right>. there. That's right. Yeah, you get, a, you get a, a name and a mobile ring, ring, ring Shazza for a good time. That's right. And everyone goes, oh,
4: Shazza. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I did right. that once and that was an awkward
3: conversation. <laughs> <laughs>
4: But I, but, but I, uh, my my dream has always been to have someone write a song for me. I think that is oh. one of the greatest expressions of love. Not not one of the songs are uh, "Shut Up Your Face" or something like that, but <laughs> but just something that you know, like like a really beautiful love song. I, I just always think, oh, when people when um, musicians talk about you know who this song is about yeah. and what inspired it and everything, I go, oh, I really would love for someone to write me a song. I'm, I'm just looking at the band. There we go. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Rebecca,
0: Rebecca, she's quite my Mecca.
4: My Rebecca. There we go. We're <laughs> stranded. And it rhymed. And it rhymed as well.
1: Wish placed, wish grounded. It doesn't uh, get faster say, than
4: that. Now I'll never have a relationship.
1: <laughs> <laughs> It'll all be James's fault. Uh, today is the first day of spring. Here's a simple question What's your favourite season and why? Tahir.
3: Well, uh, did you know? I mean, before I answer the question, did you know that your favourite season can, it says a lot about you and your personality? Um, so, uh, playing along if you're listening in the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, so think about your favourite season, and we'll use our live audience as a yep, yep. as a fodder. Now, uh, fodder as as a, as a consultancy well, group. As a consultancy yeah. group, yeah, might yeah, be a, a consult- polite word than fodder. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm not part of a marketing agency anyway. Um, so, Clearly. put your hand up if you uh, if you love spring. You're, who's, who's spring? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so the, you're let right it be now. known Go that
5: twelve percent of people put their hands up.
3: Okay, yeah. so thank yeah. you. Uh, these are the people of hope and creativity, and also passion and love. Basically, humans that are horny. Uh, that's that's <laughs> your- <laughs> <laughs> correct. Put your hands up again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you. We're <laughs>
1: thinking. Tell us something we didn't know.
3: No, well, I'm <laughs> saying this is the study that's the, which I've researched. Uh, summer people. Who's summer? Put your hand up for summer. Okay. Eight these, people. These are people who live more in the moment and also take on more projects and, and fun loving at summer. Autumn, are there any autumn lovers? Okay, we've got some autumn lovers Well, people, people. People who are more mysterious and generally a lot more curious are autumn. And finally, winter. Who's a winter person? Well, wow, Go we've got winter people Six. In here. Six. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, the winter people are people who are um, miserable, <laughs> dejected, sad, depressed. <laughs> Those who feel inadequate in every shape or form, and most of us humans should be exiled to Antarctica. That's basically
1: <laughs> where they'll that's... be ha- finally happy.
3: <laughs> there was no research, by the way. I just made that all that up. But just... we'll go along. That's with how it. research works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. true. That's true. Okay, so which is yours, though, here? Mine, you mine is actually winter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm with the winter people. <laughs> what do you like about it? Um, I, I, I find I'm more um, motivated in winter. Uh, I just, I, I love it. I love rugging up. The uh, yeah winter winter of me is motivating. Okay, me but
1: later. I don't think winter, particularly in Sydney, would be better if people understood that it was quite cold and got some heating in their houses. Rather than you have people here from people come visiting from Mongolia and they yeah. say, "Gee, it's cold here." Yeah, have not, you considered yeah. any heating? You go to the restaurants in. we went to Church Street uh, when we played at the, the Parramatta Riverside. It was the middle of winter yeah. and we went outside. And there's great restaurants in Church Street, Parramatta, as, as you know, and yeah. uh, large, commodious restaurants with no one sitting inside. They're all sitting outside in an Arctic gale. <laughs> and, and you see people going, the, 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 the owner of the restaurant, and say, would you, would you like to come inside, sir? And they're all saying, oh, no, mate, this is Sydney. It's unbearably hot. We'll sit here in the Arctic storm.
3: I love those people. I love those people. They're motivated and they're creative. <laughs> and, and, you, and you see these guys in I see them down in the
1: dog park, and it's absolutely freezing cold. It's, it's a male thing, mm. and it's well, it's all it's 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 always summer. Uh, south of the equator.
3: You know, they've got shorts on. Um, everybody knows one of those people, like, yeah, it's a male. Yeah, I've got a friend yeah. like that. Shorts, no matter what. All year round, shorts. They've got a shorts. beanie on their head. They've got yeah. a big jumper, a big jacket, yeah. and then shorts. Sure, no matter what, exactly. <laughs> oh, this lady right in front of you. <laughs> 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 What's your favourite uh, season, Rebecca?
4: Uh, I do love spring, but I'm also a fan of autumn. I like the transitional seasons, the less extreme of the two. Mm. Uh, I hate summer. I hate it. I'm a sweater. Um, and I don't mean a jumper. I mean a pers. <laughs> I mean a perspira. And um, and I swear... I gl- like, are you glow? Rebecca. Uh, no, no, I don't. I sweat. And I, I used to play netball, and I used to do you know play netball, and then umpire and coach and everything. And I, at the end of it, at any game, I'd I'd come off, and it looked like I dived into a swimming pool. Mm. I was just drenched, everything. And if I had to swap positions at halftime and give mm. my patch to another player, they'd go no, nah, they'd have to wring it out. It was <laughs> disgusting. And then people would say to me, oh, but what you don't like like summer that's weird because your dad's from panama and i go yeah my dad's from panama i was born here he had years to acclimatize to the heat hey, then, I Rebecca, can I, can't you borrow his hat Made in Bolivia, (laughs) but yeah, but I like spring. Um, I do like it because you know, just still when it's still cool in the morning, so you still or you can still, and at night you can go to bed and still have a blanket. But then during the day, you don't need the heater on because let's face it, um, you know these. Yeah, we're solving the energy crisis. There we go, and paying and bills and stuff. But I personally now I'm a bit disappointed because I'm out of of a certain age where I now experience my own personal weather system. (laughs) Uh, And you could look at the weather app on your phone and it's not anything to do with how I'm feeling right there and then at that point in time. I have my own, as my mum likes to call them, my own personal private summers. Uh, so I, and she'll go, well, she's just having a private summer. Um, <laughs> that's where I'm at now. So now I just, I just, I sweat in winter, I sweat in autumn, I sweat in spring. Right now, there's a puddle on my seat. It's outrageous.
5: Tell me, what's your favourite season? Uh, football season. Mm.
2: LAUGHTER
5: it covers the three good ones. It starts in the spring. It rages through the winter. It's uh, nice. I mean, sorry, it starts at the, the back end. We come into winter. Uh, then we get the last push. And then football season ends. And it's hell. <laughs> Literally hell. Too hot. Too horrible. And we just sweat, sweat, sweat. And it's terrible. And it's no fun. And then finally, when you can breathe again, it's football season. <laughs> Starting again. The greatest season of all. <laughs> So good. Well, it has been a sporting theme, hasn't it? I,
1: I like the fact that uh, Rebecca started off playing netball and ended up playing water polo. Um, well, who were the winners and losers of the week, Rebecca?
4: Uh, I've got to say those of my generation, as old as we are getting, um, bands from the 90s are coming back and touring constantly, and I have just been having the best time seeing the baby animals, and, and this week I just purchased a ticket to the Cruel Sea who are playing their entire Honeymoon is Over album uh, at the M. The Moore Theatre. Now, that was... Was on high rotation uh, when I was in high school, I'm so excited. So for me, it's a bit of nostalgia, bit of '90s music lovers. If anyone at Double J is listening, I'm available. Have, um, you,
3: have you seen James Valentine? And the-
4: I have. I saw it just then. <laughs> Do you know he's got a song about yeah. a woman? Where'd you called pay attention Re- to? here? <laughs> he's got a song about someone called Rebecca. I wonder who it's about. <laughs> who are um, the winners? Of- oh, sorry you got. To- oh, and my losers. My losers are um, on the flip side of that. Whilst being nostalgic and everything, uh, I'm hypermobile. I have hypermobility and at my age now, um, I can't walk anymore. I can't get up without falling down. (laughs) It's one of those things you go, when I was younger, in my 20s, I go, check this out. Mm. Look at me, be flexible, fellas. And now I just, I I get up to turn off the TV and I fall down. Mm.
1: It's better at your age because you just fall down. At my age, you have a fall. Uh, (laughs) So here, who are the winners and losers?
3: The winners are all the parents. You see, winter season of sport has just finished and um, all the parents, I get a lot of nods here, so um, you know what I mean. We get a couple of weeks off thank goodness, before the summer season (laughs) kicks in, but we're in a little bit of a bliss for a couple of weeks, so, um, yeah, thank you to all all the parents on what's going on. And the loser, how can I go past Qantas? Caught with your pants down, Qantas. Mm. Sucked in.
5: Winners and losers, very quickly. Uh, Very quickly, uh, change up at New South Wales Health. My first manager, the manager that has led me through the last 18 months of gainful employment, is stepping away from the position, and I just wanted to say, she's been one of the most amazing people that I have met, and whoever's coming into the position has some very big shoes to fill. But if they could no. manage, it Because to. literally, she has gigantic feet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Please thank Rebecca Day Unamuno, Tommy Dean and here!
5: <clears throat> Thanks for being
1: part of Thank God It's Friday. Next week, we're live from the Pavilion in Sutherland with Wendy Harmer, Luke Heggie and Tommy Dean. Music from the new duo, The Pleasures with Catherine Britt and Lachlan Bryan. Until then, I'm Richard Glover and Thank God It's Friday!